Welcome to Midwest Mixtape, a podcast that focuses on the landscape of the music industry across the heartland of the United States. We're sitting down with Midwest musicians from a range of backgrounds and genres to talk about their experiences pursuing their passion as a profession. We're your hosts. I'm Natalie Novak. And I'm Emily Polstoy. Brendan Dean is here with us today, a musician born and raised in Des Moines, and the electrifying lead vocalist of the American rock band, The Holy White Hounds. Thanks so much, Brenton, for being here with us. I guess what started your passion for music? When did you start playing or practicing or any of that? My passion for playing music, I don't know, it might have been wanting people to like me. Okay. And uh, especially maybe the ladies a little bit. <laughs> and um, I went on a lot of like uh, trips with my family and I listened to a lot of music in the backseat of their car. And um, just like uh, daydreams of mm-hmm. who I wanted to be sure. would be a big reason. Yeah. What was some of that music that you started listening to? Um, any CD you could buy at Target <laughs> in like the 90, late 90s. Okay. We're from <laughs> you know? the 2000s, so like give, it, give yeah. us some names. Uh, Sugar Ray. Okay. You know, yeah. Smash Mouth. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, man, if you want to go real far back for me, one of my first CDs, the Backstreet Boys. Okay. Still stand by it. Still yeah. stand by it. I mean, it, it holds yeah. up. Everybody. You yeah. know, everybody gets it. So. That's awesome. Um, what about you? What was your first CD Gen Z. Uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift, Taylor Montana, Taylor. Yeah. I don't know. That'll happen. But, See, like, my music taste is gone. Here's the thing. It, let's say way. you, uh, it's 30 years in the future. Sure. And Taylor Swift is, like, the new Backstreet Boy. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. Let's say she is. Okay. You're, you'll, you're still going to love her. Yeah, I'm sure I will. But, like, even <laughs> today, I don't really love her that much. I mean, like, no, I, I like her, yeah. but I'm I like not, where like, you're going with this. Keep going. I'm not I'm not a Taylor Swift stan anymore. You, you want to call yourself a Swiftie? No. <laughs> I don't really like much, like, big, big musicians anymore. I don't know. I like smaller bands, I guess. It happens yeah. sometimes, yeah. Especially, yeah, that's a natural thing. I, I see where you're going with that. And I, yeah. I relate to what you said, like, I, I'm a I'm a music lover, I'm Lisa Music Lover. Um mm-hmm. like I I love all genres. Like I'm really not very discriminatory. True. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um like I'll just listen to anything and everything. And that was like one thing that we actually kinda wanted to talk about in this podcast is like sure. we feel like we have a hypothesis. We wanna know if you agree. We feel like in Iowa, like in the Midwest in general, people just have like a kind of a different love for music. And like you know, you like you look at people in like the bigger cities and like the coast, the coast, yeah. like where people go a lot of times to pursue careers like that, like mm-hmm. where it's a bigger scene. Um, it's it's like it's really interesting and it's inspiring that like there are musicians here like fighting to pursue it and like they don't need a big crowd, they don't right. need thousands of dollars to like be happy but like just happy to make music. And then the other like on top of that, like we talked about just like. I feel like venues and like outdoor performances or like concerts and stuff like people always show up to those kinds of things like it always just brings people together and like especially I feel like it's just especially important to people in the Midwest like would you agree with that or like do you have any reaction to that? Why why did you want to chase music in the Midwest? Did you ever have a passion of like going to LA or? The the Midwest never factored into it at all. It's just where you were. And I didn't want to go to LA either. Sure. Uh, It was just the... (sighs) The idea 
of doing what you want to do and then doing it, it doesn't matter where you are. Sure. It, and I think that over-identifying with being from Iowa or being from Kansas City or being from L.A. or New York is ridiculous. And maybe I have uh, the opportunity of thinking that because I the, the Internet was around. Like, I, yeah. I didn't have that when I was, like, a little kid, but— I was, you know, I think we got the internet in my house. You know, I was like raised in a a loving family. <laughs> so I didn't have cable. And which, you know, I'm not knocking it. I, I get the utility for it. So I got the internet like around, I don't even know how old I was. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in like 12th grade uh, high school. Um, so I never even thought about like the dynamics of it being like international. Sure. I was just doing it just to do it, just because I liked it. I would have done it anywhere. And yeah. I think that anybody who's thinking about it in terms of like, I'm doing it in the Midwest. Right. I'm doing it in LA. I'm doing it here. I'm doing it there. It's like, dude, everybody's got the same internet. I think that that's a huge downfall, especially if you're proud of where you're from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not proud of where you're from, you might shut up about it. And if you are proud of where you're from, you're insufferable because yeah. literally nobody cares. Like now you'll listen to songs from like people that I love, you know, and especially like rap music likes to like call out where they're from, like mm, before right. the verse even started. Yeah. And, and it's like Kansas City. And it's yeah. like, you know, I love uh, <laughs> I love Tech Nine and stuff, you know, so I'll, I'll hear Kansas City. And I'm like, dude, that's close to me. And I don't even care. I don't right. even care. But then when I go to Kansas City and they're like, he filmed a video in that parking lot. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Right. <laughs> you know, but but it's but that's not what makes the song. Right. I don't care. But yet again, I'm not like on a turf war. It might just be like a difference. You know, it's like I don't I don't know. But I do think that it, in people making rock and roll music. I didn't know where the biggest bands in the world are from. Right. Do you? I don't. No. Like ACDC and Aerosmith and uh, I guess we all probably know where the Beatles are from. Right. I still don't know where the Rolling Stones are from. Like, I don't know where these people are from, and I don't care. It makes right. no difference to me at all. Like, music is the one thing, not the one thing, it's one of the things that makes people forget about all that stuff. Right. Like, I remember looking up, like, musicians and not even knowing, like, being surprised to see, like, they were a different nationality than what I thought they were. And I think that if people are thinking about that, they're selling themselves short. And I could say a lot more about that. I'm very critical about people uh, or companies or whatever who try to sell themselves as where they're from. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bad idea, personally. You know, I mean, if you're from Texas and you're known as Texas Barbecue, and I know Kansas City has good barbecue, I don't know why I keep calling it Kansas City. <laughs> like we love. I've been, Kansas I've been City. there recently. I think that's what it is. <laughs> but but like, if somebody's like, I'm Des Moines Barbecue, it's yeah. like what? It's like the most general. How about thing. just be good barbecue, yeah, dude? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And and so if I if I come out of Seattle and I'm like, I'm Seattle rock and roll, it's like, what does that even mean, dude? Does that mean you're unhappy? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, you know, it's just like, cut it out, man. Like, play me your song. That was kind of, like, our point. Like, yeah. in a way, like, um, it takes a certain kind of person to do it. No, Like, you said, what you said was, um, it didn't matter where I was. Sure. And so that's, like, 
that's like the point. Like you're we're, yeah. you're, you're here pursuing music in like a place that's not really known for that, and like in a lot of ways probably hinders you from like. I don't know, like, like there's just not that many people here, you know? Like, as in New York, there's a ton of people, so more exposure, yeah. whatever, and that's, like, what a lot of people but the, do. But you're about. not even going to talk to those people. Right. Like, mm-hmm. when you go to New York, you, like... There's a lot of people who are angry with everybody around right. them because they've lived there their whole life. Right. And you've only been here for six years, and you don't even know what the dumpster's like behind 6th Avenue, behind the—it's like, dude, everywhere you go, everybody is so territorial. Right. It's yeah. not something you can get away from, and it's, in my opinion, my professional opinion, <laughs> it's all bullcrap. It just—you know, it's just like chill out, you know? Try to have a good time. I mean, I do understand the mentality behind all that stuff because you want to be happy for your friends. It's mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's like an uplifting thing. Yeah. But um, I think it's only an uplifting thing when it is. And then right. outside of that, it's a purely uh, self-aggrandizing thing. Sure. What did your um, first show look like? Like, how big was the crowd? Where was it? For the Hounds? Yeah. Or for you, personally. Personally, uh, there was probably a lot of people at the show because I was in high school. Okay. And it's very easy to get... Parents. Your friends. Yeah, friends. Yeah. yeah. All that. Um, For the Hounds, I was out of high school, so it was harder to get people there, and I think it was probably... uh, I remember the show, but I just don't remember how many people were there. Um, but I remember feeling like, oh, this is going to be harder than I thought <laughs> because I was out of high school. Mm-hmm. And so our parents didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our friends were already graduated. Right. If you jobs. sucked, no people were going to tell you. Like if somebody's there to say that wasn't such a good show, but there was a lot of people there, right. you still had the illusion of having sure. a good show because of, num- you know, numbers yeah. counted. And that was before social media. Yeah. So it was like. Well, that many people liked my show. I know people listening aren't going to hear my air quotes, but yeah, it's like, well, if, you know, there was 50 people at the show, that means 50 people cared enough to come. So if two people said, I've seen your other shows, you could have done better, you know, whatever. And that happened. So, but I don't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where was your first? Like you said, it was out of high school. Where, like, what was the venue like? Almost all my first shows were at the Vaudeville Muse. Mm. Okay, and where is that? It's gone now, right? Yeah, yeah. it's on Fourth Street. Was it owned by the same people as like XPK and stuff? No, um, but I, I do like uh, the people who own XPK. Mm-hmm. I have a backstory with them too. They're good people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play any instruments? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you play? Guitar. I play a lot of instruments, including the ones I'm really bad at. <laughs> Anyone but, can play an instrument, yeah. even if you're bad. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. I play piano, point. but I can play Twinkle Twinkle Little yeah. Star. So, so my one-year-old. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> but he can't play Twinkle Twinkle, I'll give you that. Yeah. True. Um, so, but he goes like this, bang, bang. You know, <laughs> he, he, he's a he musician, rocks though. in his own mind, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, what, art is so subjective. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, like, the music scene like? Like, have you found a lot of friends in the music industry here? Is it, like, a tight-knit community? Not here. Not here? I mean, I've found some. Yeah. I mean, I, there's definitely people I would consider friends sure. and stuff, but it's not a friendly thing to do. Yeah. 
it's competitive. I understand that people want to make it look like it is. It's not. It's annoying <laughs> yeah. how many people want to make it look like it's a team project. It's mm-hmm. absolutely not, and it's competitive. And if you say it's not, you're lying. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy for people who are doing well, you got problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it when I've met people who were happy for me when I was doing well, and I was happy for them when they were doing well. And I know people who weren't. Right. So that's the way it is. Do you feel like you try to remember? I'm still friends with them, by the way. Okay. I don't care. Like, I, I understand that everybody goes through their things, but it right. does happen. So, but, but it is competitive. If you want to make an awesome painting that, makes, that provokes feelings out of people, it's a harder thing to kind of equate a painting than a song because you might see more numbers on a, on a, I don't know, a playlist or Spotify Mm -hmm. or something. So you might see numbers and you might be able to quantify it out of that. But, but it's true with everything, man. Like, uh, people get jealous, including everyone, you know, not just myself. I'm sure yourself. I'm sure your teachers here at Drake. I'm sure your parents at one time felt this way. I, feel like I, I, I do yes. think people can grow out of it, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, like, it's something, it's like an emotion that everybody experiences, you know? Like, sure. And to different degrees, but, it, like. It's such a cowardly thing to act like you don't feel that way. Right. Yeah. Everybody feels that way. Yeah. Why ignore that? Right. I felt competitive. Who has not? Yeah. You know? Like, I've been, obviously, like, I've been jealous, you know? like <laughs> Sure. <sighs> confession. Can I've been you? jealous before. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's a good thing to admit it. And if you think it's a bad thing, maybe once you admit it, you start fixing it. Or yeah, right. Yeah. It's all right. What were, like, I guess the best days of Holy Hounds, like, that you can remember did you have i guess the best days does that make sense yeah i think i did i think there was like a couple of phases because we went through like a couple of uh like the dude who is currently like our uh our second guitar player Mm -hmm. lead guitar player whatever we both play some leads so we compete for the title <laughs> sometimes but his name's James okay and he's uh he's just a champ he's awesome and um and so he plays guitar now but he started off just on the drums and he's <laughs> at the he's a pretty good drummer now at the time sure. he wasn't that good yeah but he was just a ride or die guy you know and we would just go out on tour and like go to the zoos, like That's when we fun. weren't playing. And him and our bass player uh, Ambrose, th- I would argue that they're the most boring, dull. They're gonna laugh when they hear that. <laughs> but when you get them together, they're like so funny. They argue and wrestle and just like they're insane. And um, just having those two guys together was super fun because yeah. nothing was there was no reason for us to ever leave the state for any show at any time, and we did it all the time. Right. Most things I just don't do. Do you not like people? No, I love people. You love people. I think I do. Okay. No, do I you? relate to that. But then you like you don't feel like always interacting with them all the time, or like, is that what you mean? I, I like keeping to myself. I. I when I when the band uh, got signed and stuff, 
and I moved out to tour. Um, I moved out of my house so that, oh man, I got so serious and dumb. <laughs> go ahead. This no, go for sucks. it. Why what do I was going to say don't think that. is that, oh, never mind. No, no, come on. Finish what you're saying. I was going to go nuts. Uh, so I lived in um, townhomes and with my kids and my wife and stuff and and I recently moved and I got my own house you know so I'm like spazzing out because I'm so happy yeah like I get a like have a campfire and I have a dog yeah all that stuff that I was hoping for but so my uh, priorities kind of shifted a little bit because my whole entire everything my whole life every thought went to music to the point that it might have been not the most productive thing in the world, but I don't think it was all that bad. I think I was showing my kids how to follow their dreams and stuff sure. like that. But I also think that there's a limit to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think music was like a way to like express yourself, you know? Okay. So I think I always loved it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had my bands that like really explained who I was, mm-hmm. you know? But even though they didn't, but I felt like it at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was kind of wanted to be like them, and uh, and I never had cable, so when I went to go visit my relatives in South Dakota, um, they had cable, and so I got to like watch MTV, and it was always on spring break, yeah. and I would see like bands playing live. I never really saw that very much, mm-hmm. and so when I saw it. And then I saw, like, the stories about how they got M&Ms. Like, it's very childish. The reason that I wanted to play music was is, like, the reason a seven-year-old wants to play music. It's like, you're telling me I can get all green M&Ms? And, you know, like, that really was what it was for me. And then um, I fell in love with this girl, and she liked that I played music. Doesn't every girl? Come on. Sure, yeah. And, uh... And then I married her, and now I have kids with her and stuff. So now I'm like, do I really have to keep doing this <laughs> to impress you? And sometimes I feel like maybe I should. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know if it's more for me. Okay. <laughs> and not for her, because I ended up, you know, loving playing music too. So, what I mean, you don't have to tell me, like, your job, but, like, you don't. Oh, yeah. When I uh, retired, uh, retired, when I graduated high school, uh-huh. I worked with, I, there was a company called Mosaic. Oh, yeah. Wait, Mosaic? Yeah. Explain. I think I... People who have, like, disability. It was, like, group homes. Yes. Of people okay. with disabilities yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I did that for a long time. Okay. And it, I loved it. And I loved all those guys. I still do a lot of work like that. Mm-hmm. And, um some grocery stores and stuff like that so yeah i mean anytime the band wasn't on tour i had to work and stuff so it wasn't like it was only a full-time job if we were like on tour sure you make more money when you're on tour than when you're not how many times did you guys go on tour i don't know but uh it was like some of it was like long term okay so it might have made me feel like it was my full-time job sure but it actually was like, you know. What's what's life like on tour? Like where where did you? It's probably exactly what you think. Did you guys like live in a bus? Yeah, uh, not a bus, but a van. A van. Yeah, and the people we toured with, which was helpful, they were on buses. Who was it? Um, which one? Like, just tell me. What some. was your favorite? Yeah, what was your favorite? 
Uh, I don't want to drop their name. Then I have to say who is my favorite. <laughs> I don't want to. Do <laughs> yeah, why would we ask that? That's horrible. What's a well, you know, one? you have a bias. So. I don't have a favorite though. Do you have a memorable one? Uh, the the older. All right, yeah. Just tell us some names. I just want to know if I know any of them. Well, what's let's, the, what's just, the latest? let's just go in order. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Of, there you go. Like the longest tours we went Okay. On. So the, our first long tour was a band called The Cult. The Cult. And they were like an alternative band. Okay. I, I think they started in the 80s. Uh, they, were, they were like considered like one of the first alternative bands ever. That's awesome. And they were like... Um, they, they were a band that I was familiar with, but not super familiar with. But a lot of the bands that I loved, loved them. Mm. And they came to the shows. Mm. And they were in the front row. And I was like, Ooh! Like, it was so nerve-wracking. Yeah. And, uh, and they were super nice guys. Um, you know, Billy and Ian from the cult, they were, they were really nice to us. And... Um, at the time, we were just starting out, and they were sober, <laughs> and so we were. We had a lot of warnings, mm-hmm. and and we uh, and they gave us a lot of leeway. We mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. and they were very forgiving and cool people, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and then the next big one, the next really long one that we went on was with the Pretty Reckless. Okay, and. Uh, that was another tour that was just crazy. Like, you know, by the time you're done with the cult, not done with the cult, but touring with the cult and then done touring with the Pretty Reckless, you played like every house of blues in the United States sold That's out. Sick. And it's not because of anything you ever did, right. it's because they sold it out and you got to play. Like, wow. I mean, we were so lucky. Yeah. It was crazy fun. I think that, like, yeah, like opening acts, like, I I always love watching opening acts. It's I fun. I love right? opening acts. It's like acts. a bonus performance, you right? know? Like, yeah. And it's really great, like, especially. Imagine for, how it feels for the opening act. Right. <laughs> like, for you guys, like, to get exposure and, like. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like. Like we love Hinterland and yes. a lot. I'm sure I know the headliners, but a lot of the bands that play during the day, I don't know. But I was there all day and listening, and now yeah. I know. Now I listen to all of their music. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's a win-win for everyone, I guess. And it happened for us too. Yeah. There's a lot of people from those tours that still like message us and sure. stuff. You know, it's really cool. That's how I mean. Like that's how you get your name out there. Like you got to get yeah. exposed and. Yeah. And it's hard to do it, but you you know, it's not even that hard to be honest. <laughs> when you love what you're doing? <laughs> you don't even have to love it that much, dude. It, it's like <laughs> you just get to party and have fun with your friends. Exactly. Just fun. shut up and yeah. party and have fun and play a right. show at the end of the day. How hard is that to do? Like honestly, like when I watch like uh I feel like I'm like a multiple personality right now. <laughs> It's so crazy to watch people act like it's the worst thing ever. I mean, there was times where it was like, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I can't even imagine what it was like for the bands who we were actually opening for. Mm-hmm. Because after the show, there would be like a line of people to like buy your T-shirt and it, or, you know, whatever it is that you had for sale. And they'd come up and they'd be like, hey, man, can I have a hug? Or, or can I take a photo? Of course you can. Like, it feels really good. And then after a while, if you're away from your children for, like, three months and your daughter's two months old or whatever, 
It's not so fun anymore. Don't listen to the math on that. Yeah, but uh, but but it's like you get kind of like, oh, I really want to hug her. Yeah. And it's hard to like throw my arm my arm around a stranger when there's one person who I really want to see more than anybody in the whole world. But even that is not enough of a reason to be like, I am one unlucky artist. Like, it's like, dude, I put myself in that position. This idea that any artist would ever cry about where they are. You're the one who put yourself there, Van Gogh. You're the reason you don't have an ear, not your girlfriend. You're the one who cut it off for her. You don't get to complain about the position that you put yourself into. And a lot of art and a lot of music has become complaining so that people can relate to it. But it's because a lot of people put themselves in a position and they want to hear somebody else complain about the position that they put them in. And once you kind of grow out of that, a lot of that stuff looks dumb. It looks super dumb and it makes you want to quit because it makes you feel like everybody surrounding you is just full of it. Mm -hmm. They're complaining. If you don't like it, don't do it. And honestly, everybody doesn't like it at a point. And it's your, you know, you can deal with it or complain about it, but I get really sick of hearing musicians. I mean, man, I was with people. I could have never gotten to where I was if there wasn't people better than me that I was riding their coattails. Right. I can't imagine being the guy actually doing it to myself, complaining about it. It's so stupid. Honestly, music, you guys, it's beautiful music, but it is stupid people. Mm -hmm. And this idea that we make people out to be smart, I'm telling you, if you listen to my records and you're like, that's beautiful, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Okay. I like, well, you kind of just crushed a little bit of my dreams. No, it doesn't have to crush it because you can love it. You just have to, like, understand what reasons you're doing it for. Mm Mm-hmm. So you said you're a stupid person. Where do you feel like you get your, like, music inspiration from if it's just yours? I don't think it's bad to be stupid. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think... I I agree. I I actually agree with that. Like, what is the point? If I... Okay. If I told you that you are ignorant, would it be bad? Personally, I would not want to be called ignorant. You wouldn't be... Well, I am ignorant, though, but yeah. See? Right? There's what? something everybody's ignorant Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Can you perform heart surgery on me right now? Absolutely not. Why? Are you ignorant of heart surgery? <laughs> no. Are you ashamed of that? <laughs> no. See? I just don't want to kill you. See, what's so what's so bad? No, you're right. You're There's right. nothing bad. Like, we have all these negative... Uh, Connotations, stereotypes. Yeah. That mean nothing. Like, the word ignorant means, I don't know. Right. Right? <laughs> that was kind of a fun play on words. <laughs> So stupid to you, what does that mean? Like, it just means I'm ignorant. I'm just stupid. I don't know. Yeah. You're just like... Why why should I even know what that means? I just don't know. I don't know what it means to you. I don't know what it means to them. I don't know know what... You know, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Okay. Just shut up. Right. Like, just just don't make what you think be so important because it's not. And then if you get rid of it, I feel like what you say could be important to someone who feels the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. And now we're actually talking. Right. I Like, if me and you had none of the same opinions and we sat here and we talked and then we, and then we agreed on something, it would really mean something. But it doesn't mean anything if we're trying to get down. Because I do think that there was probably a time where, like, m- words meant more. Mm-hmm. 
and people agreed upon what words meant, but we both know that we're not in that time now. Nope. You know? Yeah. So if that's the way it's going to be, that's okay. I don't, I'm not holding it against no one. I'm just saying now I'm stupid because now I don't know what a word means to you and I don't know what it means to me. I, might, I probably know what it means to me, but I guarantee it's not the same thing that it means to you. So yeah, let's no just both admit that we're stupid. Right. You know? Yeah. It's it just like doesn't that. matter. And when it comes to especially things like music, where all these musicians, they want to be on the right side of history. I want to be on the wrong side of it. You want to know why? Because I, it's the same thing. If right and wrong, could, if the definition could go anywhere it right. wants, it's the same thing. Everything. So how do I know what the right side of history is going to be on that side of it? Sure. It could be the wrong. It sure. could be the right. It could be the anywhere in between because now everybody has a different meaning for everything they say. Yeah. And so I'm done. I'm out. And that made me not give a shit about music as much as I used to because nothing means anything. What does a poem mean if words have no meaning? If I say the sunset's beautiful and you think beauty's a bad thing... Where does that leave us? Right. It just, honestly, the world lost its mind, and I stopped giving very much of a shit about writing lyrics and making music. Yeah. There's no one to relate it to. Who am I relating it to? Someone who thinks exactly like me? They're, they don't exist. Sure. But even thinking in that same kind of line of thinking, like, at least you guys have that in common, you know, like... Who? Who's us? Whoever's listening and relating to it, like... It's, it makes it pretty hard to find your audience, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't do it for free. Right. Uh, the, the, that was the cool thing about getting right. a label is, like, I was getting paid. Right. You know, I was, like, I, I was making a living. How are you going to do that? Especially if you want to be an honest person. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it in an honest way, it doesn't even matter what you think. You could be, it doesn't, like, like to choose like a political, like, you guys do it for me. Who's the, who's like a left and a right political figure? Like. Just choose one. It doesn't matter. Trump you're, you're and not AOC. Trump and AOC. Guess what? They're the same now. Just they're the, the same other, now. Yeah. Words don't mean anything, so now they're the same person. How are you going to differentiate what they say when when people can just take what they say and twist it by what they feel? And that's what's happened with music. That's what's happened with everything. No, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And people, you know, honestly, I don't care who gets mad at me about this. Tell me I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. In your bubble, axiomatically, you can show me that I'm wrong. But you can't show me that I'm wrong in real life. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen because I know. And, and it's happened with a bunch of my friends, you know. And it's fun to make music. But now it's just like kind of talking shit. It's not so much art. It's just kind of like, you know, it's not for the soul. It's about breaking the ice and having a great time. And I'm cool with that. If that's where it's gone... I'm, to I'm totally fine with that. But I will admit that when I started, I wanted something deeper. Mm. And it just didn't happen. It didn't come. It wasn't in my timeline. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm 35, soon, you know, soon to be 36. When's your birthday? October 26th. <laughs> okay. So not that, that, not that soon. I like making myself sound older than I am. A Libra. Makes me feel cool. No, Scorpio, thank you very much. Oh, shit. Uh, I would not know. Scorpio I don't know anything. Scorpio makes a lot more sense on it. No, I've just been told that that's what I am. 
the hell? You guys, nah. We're good. We're good. So you don't make music for other people anymore? You just make it for yourself? No, I would love... No, I do. And I'm going to again. I I quit... uh, I ditched my practice space. Mm -hmm. Man, we're getting all personal. (laughs) I ditched ditched everything um, and started working like double shifts. Uh, I just got sick of my kids not having a yard. I wanted to buy a house. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to have a campfire and stuff in my yard and everything. And and so for about the past year and a half, two years, I've been working doubles every single day. And I just bought a house about two weeks ago. And That's now I'm awesome. back at it. Now I'm going to start making more music. I got a spot in my basement. But I quit for a while because, you know, I I just had to provide. And I don't know what significance it's going to take but I can tell you that you know there's a lot of songs in the bank and stuff so mm-hmm. and it's you know it's not like a promo but whatever well congratulations no, I got Thank you. you also like we don't want to be respectful of your time like we're down to chill but if any point you like you're like tired of this and you're like okay I want to go home like just let uh, I don't us care. know okay I do this it's all good yeah alright well yeah this honestly like we can just keep talking. I just wanted to let you know. Like, I didn't want to hold you here hostage or anything. Oh, yeah, I don't feel hostage. You're cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, I was going to say, um, kind of like in reaction to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I literally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I knew you are going to. It's hard to. Yeah, I understand. What were you saying, though? That he just bought a house. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. It came back to me. So, like, you know, you, you said, like, that was just, it, I wanted something deeper. It wasn't in the cards for me. But, like, if you are continuing to pursue it, like, you know, you never know what can happen. Like, you never know who else you can share it with. And, like, I feel like at the end of the day, is it more about just sharing, like, the act of sharing it? Yeah, I think so. The act of sharing it is is great. And I um I think that's what it would be more about, you know. I also like the idea of, like, uh, finding people who like your, uh, like your, you know, finding your audience is really fun. I think, you know, having a small audience of people who connect with what you're doing is, I think, probably in the long run a lot better than having a big audience who might, you know, push like on an Instagram photo or something. So, uh I I think that I'm going to gear what I'm doing more toward an audience that would care about what I have to say or just my humor about the world like because that's mostly what I see even in like sad stuff I I tend to joke around about it even you know I don't feel like it's a joke or anything but yeah It's cool. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's fun to do it like that. Yeah. I don't see why he'd be in a rock and roll band if you weren't trying to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my uh, my buddy, uh, well, I shouldn't say he's my buddy. He's, I, I consider him a friend. I've only hung out with him a couple times, but it was a lot. And he was, uh, or it was for a long time, I should say. And he uh, was, like, on a poster on my wall when I was a kid. So when I met him, I was like, wow, this is so unreal. And then the second like after the first time we hung out it was by the second time it was just like what's up dude it was really fun and his name's Jesse Hughes he's in the band Eagles of Death Metal and uh he told me a lot of this stuff too he was like dude 
you just you know a lot of the finding your audience stuff came from him and he just uh i don't know he you know love him or hate him he'll never lie hmm. i appreciate that i don't i don't care what you believe i don't i don't care what your politics are i don't care what your anything is but if but if you're telling me something and i can tell that you don't believe it and i can smell it on you i don't like that but I can, I can tolerate anything else. You know, you can you can be wrong, just don't lie. Yeah. You know, just don't lie to me and then we'll be cool. I, I've seen people change and go all over the place. I've seen really good people, you know, do bad things. And I've seen bad people do good things. It just, it's not a thing. And everything's kind of been, it, it's so hard to have a conversation about music, you know, because with the past years especially when it comes to any performing arts everybody's got a big opinion Mm -hmm. I don't think you guys would have been doing this podcast about a year ago you know it would have been hard to do and maybe you wanted to maybe some people thought it would be more responsible not to all the way across the board anybody can think anything they want I'm cool with all of them I'm not cool with people who aren't cool with other people it just doesn't factor into it for me yeah so are you cool (laughs) Oh, we're cool. Um, What? Okay, this is kind of going off of that, but what? What's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? It doesn't have to be about music, but I feel like you've given me a lot of advice in this podcast alone. I know. Me? Yes, you've just told me to chill the fuck out, and I think (laughs) I do need to sometimes. Sure, dude, you do. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. That's not toward you. That's toward yeah. myself. I, I think my biggest thing is I don't care what you believe in, but it better be something bigger than yourself. You know, I know there's like the woohoo, I'm not religious, I believe in nature types. Fine. I know there's the religious types, very strict. Fine. As long as it's above yourself, you cannot worship yourself. That's going to end badly every single time. Your feelings are important to you and the people you love and things like this. And I understand that, but uh, you, you got to have something in you that's more than you. You have to. And um, what I, 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 I think that whatever you behave like is your God, it's your God. I'm not saying it is God. I don't even know what God is, Okay. I believe in God, and I don't know what it is. But uh, but everybody behaves like something's their God, and it becomes their God. And uh, so just try to make it something that's that you put before yourself is all I'm saying. I, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. That's a horror. I've never no, been asked that question that's before. A great, I, don't know. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of musicians worship themselves? Uh, One of thousand obviously. percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, a lot of musicians are also very young. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's a natural progression to life. I'm not putting down, like, a young person. Obviously, I did, too. Right. Take a look at my the videos for the Holy White Hounds. A lot of it's not shit I'm proud of. You know, you have a daughter and be me and have her see that video. She's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a fun thing to explain what an idiot I was. But it, 
you know, it's just the reality. That's why I want to make music that, like, makes people happy, brings happy. Like, I don't have to pretend that I'm Perfect, happy about yeah. everything I ever did. It doesn't matter. I made right. mistakes, you know, right? So I'm hoping that people forgive me. I hope that I can forgive myself. I hope that I can forgive them. It's just not, like, it's not this big thing where everybody has to have an opinion. Like, I'm not going to know what it is when I'm in the ground. I right. won't know. Maybe I will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's the bigger thing to me is this idea, you know, it's just like it always puzzled me. Like Nirvana is a cool band. It's a really cool band, right? Their songs are awesome. Kurt Cobain is like an awesome songwriter and he looks cool. He's got the hair, Mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes, got the guitar, you know, everything. He's got the long jacket. And then you see a clip of him when he's a little boy and he's like I'm Kurt Cobain (laughs) and my son has blonde hair and blue eyes and he's like I'm Levi you know and I see that video of Kurt Cobain as a child and he's he was 27 years old there are people with like Kurt Cobain posters on their walls Mm mhm that's a really uncomfortable reality for me as a 35-year-old guy or like a, you know, I think I saw that montage of heck when I was, you know. It's like, dude, you look like my son. Like, this is not cute. Mm-hmm. This is not funny. I'm sick of it. I'm not watching the little peep Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. You know? It's just like I'm really getting sick of this idea that everybody who hurts themselves is worthy of our attention. And it almost makes me flip a switch to where I'm like, what do we do? What are we supposed to do? I don't want to ignore them. But more people seem to be doing it because they're literally flying flags of people who do it. And it's be don't make no mistake. It's because they did it. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that could have ever happened to Kurt Cobain's career is that he was happy. The worst thing that could have ever happened to him is that he raised his daughter and was there to see her get married. For his career, he would have been nowhere if he lived a happy life. Do you want that? Uh, honestly, man, I mean, it's the whole thing. That, that's the whole thing. The, the, this industry sucks off of people's happiness. And, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you can try to avoid it, but good luck. Right. I'd say have a smaller, more focused audience and stop trying to appeal to the whole world. Honestly, your 10 fans who love the shit out of you are way better than a million fans who don't give a shit if you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is true. And I've seen it. I've met people who have done it. I've met people that I thought I would never meet before. And it's not a brag. They don't remember me. But I met them for like a second and I was really excited. I couldn't believe it. Some of those people are dead now. It's just like, dude, I, I just, I don't know. It just seems like, uh, I just want to get up and rock on stage, but, so, you know, sometimes it makes a campfire seem really similar to, like, a roaring audience. Mm-hmm. 
it just seems better sometimes, you know? Yeah. Unless you're on a lean. Right? <laughs> lean makes everything feel good. I've never done it, but I heard I, it. I, I was going to say I have no idea. Oh, man, you should do lean. I, I'm okay for now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you haven't you even done it. You want to be famous? No, I don't want to be famous. You can be famous right now. You just do lean. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So there's your You guys, you got all serious. Listeners. I know. Why do you have to make this it all serious? This is supposed to be about music, like, but I feel this like... This is about music, though. I know. Though. I know. Yeah. Social commentary. This isn't really how I thought I'd go, but, like, I, I really am enjoying this conversation. I'll probably regret a lot of the things. I, I always regret almost everything I say. Don't think about it after it's done, you know, like... Cause sure. Because literally, like... It's also not going... And like you were saying, like, it, do, like it doesn't matter. Like, hey. at the end of the day... Uh, I'm I am being honest like you know I don't know how I'm gonna feel bad about being honest right. like I, right. this is what I think and if I change my opinion tomorrow you know I'll send you an email and let you know I'm sorry yeah but like I do think this shit I really do and I do think that it's hard for people to be themselves when they are trying to keep up with a expectation of who they're supposed to be it was hard for me I can't imagine how hard it is for some other people. I've met people who are really good at doing it. It seems to not impact them at all. Um, I'm sure it does, but, you know, being on tour with, like, a uh, Pretty Reckless, Taylor Momsen, the singer of that band, she's been famous since she was a child. Um... You know, I talked to her every day. She seemed totally normal, awesome. She was so fun to hang out, so nice. Sometimes we'd go to, like, a venue that had one bathroom, and I'd go in the bathroom. <laughs> one time I went in the bathroom, and there was, like, a like, like stuff on the uh, counter, and I could tell it was hers. And so I just, like, went out, like, right away, like, oh, shit, I accidentally, I accidentally went into her bathroom. And I hope nobody saw me. And she was standing right there. And I was like, I'm sorry about that. And she's like, there's only one bathroom in this place. Go ahead. It's no big deal. <laughs> like, she was so cool. It, like, she, th- th- there was no weirdness about any of it. And everybody I toured with was like that. They were all cool people. And I got warnings about some of the people I went on tour with. Don't talk to this guy. Just leave him alone. You're not going to want, you know, I'm not going to say who they are. But, like, um, even those guys turn out to be awesome. It's like you think that because you don't know what it's like to be him. Right. You know, but they just, but I wouldn't want to be them. I'll tell you that. There were times where it was like, hey, let's go to the gas station and get some beer or something. And certain people would be like, I can't. And I'd be like, you boring asshole. What are you doing? You're going to sit in the bus all day, (laughs) loser. And then we'd leave and I'd realize, oh, they literally can't leave. They literally have to stay in the bus or or we would like it would take so long to go to the gas station. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the awesome lucky guys going to the <laughs> gas station and I was happy doing that, you know. Yeah. I would not want to be in that position. And unless I was, then I'd probably be making a load of money. <laughs> and maybe the trade off is fine, but I don't know. I wouldn't know what that trade off is like, so I did not make a lot of money. So Do you ever want to get to that point or mm, I am at that point. Yeah, but just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. I like, I really, I love my wife. I love my kids. I, I love my parents. I don't even know, man. I, that's a really good spot to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I get to sit by a campfire and stuff sometimes. That's new to me. That's within the past couple of days. I even saying it, I feel like I'm bragging. <laughs> but, you uh, seem proud of it, yeah. I am proud of it. I am. Honestly, like bonfires are fun. They're fun. Yeah, I agree. My bonfires are like a couple boxes every day. Yeah, you know, right. just whatever. Just a little, a little. But I get to do it though. It's right, legal. Right. Yeah, it makes me feel cool. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So for music, you're just seeing where it goes for now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got my, I got a little spot in my basement and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to do is like help other people do it too. I'm in touch with some people right now that I think are really good, and I have my ways of like making recordings and stuff. And I want to do stuff for them so that they can shop them out to other people and get mm-hmm. them playing shows. I would really like to help them put bands together and stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely have a bunch of songs and everything. I just don't know exactly like how the shows are gonna go exactly yet. But I think the Hounds, as far as me, Ambrose, James, and Seth, I think that we will be playing some shows this year. 